Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Are you ready for two aging mid level Hollywood celebrities who think a podcast is a good idea and who ask the eternal question to fill the hole in their soul? Did we do it? Here they are, Cajun Kevin! I recorded in my sleep. No, I recorded in my sleep. In five, four, and three, and two, and here we go. Did we do it? Did we do it? SNL right now. That's right. For eight. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. No, no. Not Chevy Chase. Not Garrett Morris. But a hilarious and kind actor, comedian, improv master, Kyle Mooney. Show to the show. <laughs> I was noticing he's been on forever. He's like Keenan now. He's like one of those guys that's just been on forever. He's but a lifer. He, but you know, the SNL, I catch it here and there. Yeah. It's just so part of the space time continuum. It's hard. I'm a like. devotee. I, I have a little SNL text chain with my sisters. We discuss, we analyze, oh, we talk about what we love, what we didn't like. Just something about it. I'd like to grab my coffee Sunday morning and take a look. I don't watch it live anymore. Old man river. <laughs> I must does? go to sleep. But I do like to watch it Sunday morning. So it's Sunday morning live-ish for me. It's live-esque. Yeah. Does anyone watch anything live? <laughs> does anyone know what time it is? Well, does people anyone... watched the Oprah interview of, uh, you know. Don't get me started. You know, Prince sometimes sometimes a news story comes along. Mm. And I, I don't know if I'm alone, but it just captures my imagination. Yeah. Like none before. And the Megan and Harry. I gotcha. Oprah interview. Yeah. I mean. What was it about it that, that snagged your well, brain? I guess because, like a lot of Americans, uh, it's the love-hate with the crown. Right. It's, it's so silly. It's medieval dress-up. It's cosplay. Is that how you pronounce it? Cosplay. I think it's cosplay. It's funny you say that because we do have someone in the waiting room. Waiting room. Before we get to Kyle, we have the actor, Josh O'Connor, who played the young Prince Charles what? on the crown. Let's bring him in. Great to have you here. Congratulations, Josh, on your uh, on you. your nomination, on your win, your Golden Globe win. Playing um, a character so well known throughout mm. the, the Commonwealth was was, uh, was a challenge. 
by anything. Did you watch a lot of YouTube videos? I did, as many as I could. Much on uh, <clears throat> developing my uh, power fade as much as anything else. I'm into golf now. Oh, wait, no, wrong videos. Wrong videos. <laughs> you know, don't watch YouTube videos to improve your golf game, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you ever have. But it seems like at the time, every time I'm going, that's it, that's the breakthrough I've been looking for. Got it now, I can't wait to get... Uh. Hard to execute yeah. what you learn on YouTube into the swing, yeah. Well, as you know, I probably, I probably said, you know, I don't know what I've said on this show before, but you can learn anything on YouTube. Mm. You can do brain surgery, you can fix a car, you can build a building. You could fly an airplane. There's yeah. a YouTube video specifically for you. You could probably learn how to do a podcast. Maybe we should look at that. <laughs> group called Good Neighbor, which I've seen live with mm. Beck Bennett and uh, Nick. Some live. I yeah, at that. UCB, he was a regular writer and performer at Matt Upright Walsh's. Citizens Brigade. Matt Walsh, who was Matt on Walsh the show. Matt Walsh created the UCB. He wrote, co-wrote and starred in this movie that I just watched the other night called Rigsby Bear. Oh my which, God, I was uh, from to watch 2018. Yeah, that was your homework. Right. I'm going to pretend to have watched it. I'm good at this. You're going to say like a, Okay. I'm Should like... practice um, it? I'm like, what's... So Kyle, Kyle Mooney, we saw Rigsby Bear. Kyle oh, and I saw Rigsby wonderful. Bear. Oh, it was wonderful. How challenging yeah. was that? Did you write and direct and star in that yourself? <laughs> uh, he didn't direct. He didn't direct. That's good though. Lead with that. Like you thought. Well, right. You comp directed. once you knock him off balance with the compliments. Where is he going to go? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, no, thanks, man. Oh no, I didn't direct it. Really? Because it seemed like your hand was all over it. <laughs> this covers album jack and i are working on we're covering the beatles on the covers album we're covering yeah. doing a medley of of uh, abbey road which is the song that we perform live many times right. for years yeah you yeah. have to get permission from the uh, writer if you change some of the lyrics and we change the lyrics so now we have to get permission from paul from sir, sir paul. paul call him do you have his number that's the weird thing. Is Jack's got it. Our yeah. manager is friends with manager Fly? with Michelle Fly's manager and <gasps> has the number. And what? they said, "Well, you know, because we're the D, and we." <sighs> You're calling weird. Paul McCartney. I'm going right to do now. it right now. Oh, dude! I'm nervous about it. It might be right now. Yeah, yeah, but what if he says no? That's embarrassing. Hello, hello, Sir Paul. Sir, hello, is this Sir Paul? That's right, it's Paul. Who's this? This, this is this is Cage. It's Kyle from Tenacious D. Jack I, I Black got... from Tenacious D. No, well, it's not Jack. It's 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 Kyle. I'm I'm his partner. Yes. Oh, his life partner. Well, we are, we're in the band. I mean, you know, it's been a long time. But right, of course. I of hope course. this isn't this isn't awkward. I just yes. Have you listened uh, to McCartney Three, my new album that just came out? 2020, only I play all the instruments. Of course, you're a genius, Sir Paul. Of course. Thank you, I wanted on? to ask you, I, if I could just ask you, we do a yes. cover of Abbey Road, a medley off Abbey Road, your quintessential, wow. iconic, 
seminal record. You know, Kyle, when we made Abbey Road, we went into the studio, right? And then we George Martin was there and he brought in the guys with the the, the instruments and everything. I thought, what was all this? We had to, yeah, the musicians, I think they're called. So what can I do for you? What we need is, I don't know, yes. did you hear the track? We, we just looking for permission. Did you get a chance to hear it? You know, Michelle Fleischley sent it over. And yeah. by the way, I'm sorry if I don't sound like Paul right now. I've got a bit of a cold. But that's why like I don't sound. Paul. I know, but you I've got a cold. I'm recovering. Like is Paul. I know, but I'm recovering from something. And it's. Um, I'm fine, though. I'm on the up and up. Have you heard McCartney 3? I play all the instruments. I heard your cover. And it's wonderful. Can I hear a bit of it from you live right now? If you play it for me live, I will make my final decision. All right. Well, we I don't have Jack here, so we, you know it's a duet. We do. Jack's there. Hello, Jack. You never. Jack's not here. Give me your money. You only give me your funny baby. Oh, I'm so nervous, Paul. Anyway, oh, keep really going. Good. That's wonderful. I was just getting into it. No, I, 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 there's oh, two you know this. You know this around me. I like to put people at ease, you know. I know I'm Paul McCartney, but you seem just like a regular it's not a big deal. person. That's so what? Yeah, I'm just a regular guy right. that happens to be in the biggest band. I'll, I'll send you pictures of my apartment growing up. It was just a little apartment, just like yours, up in the Bay Area. Well, I, I, I grew up in a house. Oh, and so did you. According to your That's house. what I mean. In my house, when I just—I'll send you pictures of my house growing. A flat. They call a flat. It a flat. It's my flat. Would you like me to play the instruments on your album? I played all the instruments on mine. You know. Well, I, I, I don't know if that you don't have to do that. You're famous. You're a legend. We don't. You know. Thank you. Thank you, Jack and Kevin. Did we do it? <laughs> Jack's not on it. What? It's, it's me. No, Jack. He, we're trying to get him as a guest. He listens to everyone. Apparently, oh, he won't he be a guest. No, no, no. We're He's probably talking busy. to him right now. Jack, how are we doing? How are we doing? Okay, man. Your call has been disconnected. This is the po- this podcast has gone so off the rails. <laughs> it really is. It's our most irreverent podcast. I didn't even know this is a thing, but we're on whatever that means, Netflix now. Like we're, you mean you're on I guess you're, I guess Netflix is, you can watch us on Netflix, which I always be seeing like. The HBO shows from no, the 1990s? No, um, the uh, Pick of Destiny, our movie. Oh yes, I did see that. Did you saw it? So it's like. I saw something on like NME or one of those publications was like, and they even said like, in a perfect world, we would have received three of these movies. So they were they were giving you love. Like, we should have had three Tenacious D movies. But for those who don't know what we're referring to, in 2005, the great movie Six. Tenacious D, 2006, Pick of Destiny, directed by Liam Lynch, is now available on Netflix. Check it out. It's There's a host of guest actors in it, Tim Robbins. 
We've got Ben Stiller. We've got Meatloaf. We've got Colin Hanks. We've got J.R. Reed. We don't have Kevin Wiseman, which is still a little bit of a sore spot. We got Brian like, Kite, though. Yeah, why did I not get in there? I don't understand. I still, it still rubs me the yeah, wrong way to this day. Where were you? I, th- I don't think we were as close. We weren't that close yet. No, we, we weren't as close. Still hashing out. I missed my, I missed my moment in the sun. Wait a minute. I just, I just Googled and Google yeah. has it. Dreaming of being a rock god, Midwesterner JB heads to California where he crosses paths with idler KG. What, what's an idler? Is that it's like a slacker? It's yeah, a well, it's like a beat. I think it's more of like a beat reference, you know. Idler, hold beat on. Poet. Hey Siri, define idler. Eric Idler. As a noun, it means a habitually lazy person. <laughs> you want to hear the next one? <laughs> I certainly do not. <laughs> what? Yeah, but that's kind of the cage. You know, when we first, you have the long hair, Venice Beach, pick a destiny. That's what that song is about. Where I met a man named Cage. Can we play a little of that, Carter? Because it's a pain. A destiny child. You know it will be rocking because it's fucking insane. It's just a pain. A destiny child. More precious than a diamond on a platinum chain. In Venice Beach, there was a man named Cage. When he was busking, he was out of the rage. He met Chables and it taught him well. You don't get a second chance with Kyle Mooney. What do I refer to you as during the chit chat? It's all going to be part of the comedy. <laughs> what he doesn't know is this: this is the biggest oh. moment. He's here. He's here. We have Should we play him in, or is that that's too much? It's too much. Here we go. All right, he's coming in. Have we done it? Ah, he's coming in. There he is. Not... <laughs> <laughs> he looks head. Uh... Like, oh, that's Wade. Hold on. Who's that? <laughs> What's up, brother? Hello. Chilling. How are you guys? Very good, good man. You sound good. good. Is this okay? Oh, yeah, I've got a mic set up here, so you tell me. Well, let Sounds me good see your me. mic. I'm a technical. Yeah, let's take a look. Kyle, I'll be able to, Kyle I'll be able Gass. To check one. Check two. Sure. Check three. Check four. <laughs> <laughs> now we were just discussing during the course of this hang. How do? What do I refer to you both as? Kevin went on a whole diatribe. How are we going to possibly with three people and two of them named Kyle? How is he possibly going to differentiate between the two of us? Do you have any ideas? Do you have any ideas? Well, I feel very comfortable referring to you as Kyle. <laughs> right. I would I feel, feel like very comfortable referring to you as Kyle. I feel like the last names, it, it, Kevin, if you're really struggling, would be the <clears throat> Yeah. Go Mooney and go Gas. Mooney and Gas sounds right. like a banker's. Now, Mooney, <laughs> I was just trying to think when the last time I saw you, maybe shortly Maybe you had been doing SNL maybe for two years. I came to do the blacklist and we went to that bar downtown. It was, yeah, I saw your uh, via the text. I saw the, the communication about hanging out. What, what was the bar? I don't fully recall, to be honest. I feel like it was your local bar, weren't you? Don't you live downtown? Interesting. In the West Village, yeah. I wonder if it was down the hatch, which is kind of like a fratty. Did we yeah. walk downstairs? Do you remember it visually? Yeah. Yeah. Walk downstairs. It had a little bit of the Laverne and Shirley where you saw the people, just their legs walking by. Right, right, right. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a basement bar. But yeah. what year was that? If you went back deep dive into the text, that was probably around 2014. Yep. 2015. You've yeah. been living in New York. I can't believe how long you've been out there now. 
You've been doing the show for like eight years. Is that right? This is season eight. Uh, yeah. Are we are we yeah. recording right now? Always recording, Kyle. Always, oh, always recording. Well, you didn't put on your comic persona. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Wait, in New York you know what? We're going to yeah. all over again. Start over. Start over. Of course, this New York's just... known for the pizza, right? <laughs> <laughs> And the, the rats, right Kyle. Now. And the rats. Huge rats. This is just a hang. We just hang out. Uh, there's no real. It was good. No. Very uh, no. subtle. I like that. <laughs> I think I've heard that done so on so many podcasts, and I, I don't feel like I've ever been a part of it or feel Uh-oh. felt the trick of it at all. And this time I got to feel like it was seamless. Did you feel bamboozled by uh, my gentle? Can we, can we do the presentational podcast now? All right. Let's welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let's welcome Kyle Moody. That doesn't do the podcast. No, you're uh, you're like a regular Keenan now. How many seasons (laughs) Keenan been on? He's been on like thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. He's he's coming up on this. Might be twenty or maybe next season. He's at eighteen, maybe something like that. Wait, doesn't he have his own show now? Didn't I see that? Yeah. So he can't do both. Can he do both? He's been doing both. He's moonlighting. Yeah, this week, I mean, rather this year, he's been, him and Chris Redd, who's also on the show, they've been shooting out here in LA. I'm actually currently in LA, just because we're on hiatus. But he's been in LA, he'll like shoot up till Friday and then fly to New York and do the show on Saturday. How are you digging living in New York? I mean, you're from, you're a California kid. I, I like it. I never, I never assumed that I would end up there. To be totally honest, at one point, both my brothers lived out there, and I loved visiting them. Um, but I like it. It's, it's cool. I do miss California a lot. Now, Kyle, I have to say that I too have two older brothers. Not only do we have the same name, but I am the last of three. What are their names? Matt you, and Matt? Mitchell. What are yours? We've got a California. We, both. Yeah. Into comedy, a little outside uh, the mainstream, maybe. (laughs) I think there could be a connection. I'm old enough to be your father. What I'm proposing is a Broadway show entitled (laughs) Kyle's. California Kyle's. Wait a minute. I didn't think of that. Um, I'll I'll follow your lead. I actually am one of those persons who's willing to do anything just to uh, be on stage. I love performing. Now, oh, wait a minute. We were both class clowns. Yes, we were you voted class clown in, your in high school? I was. I, was. I like I like campaigned for it. It was so pathetic. <laughs> Where what part of California are you from? Uh No Cal, Los Lomas High School in Walnut Creek. The East Bay. Nice. And you're San Diego, Mooney, and I'm Los Angeles. So we've covered all the California hubs, we the comedy hubs. <laughs> Guys, this is so cool. Uh, <laughs> Kevin. What's better than a documentary? I don't know. What? Documentary. Whoa. <laughs> I was just setting it up. Tell them about that movie we just saw. It's incredible. We just saw an incredible movie called Seniors. It's a new award-winning documentary from director Gorman Bouchard. It's a full feature-length documentary. Arf. <laughs> Full of love, hope, and second chances. This is the animal welfare film, Kyle. Everybody can watch. It left me grinning ear from ear. It shows you how old dogs really can teach us new tricks. We're going to watch it. Stream Seniors, a documentary now for free on Tubi and Voodoo. Can't beat that price. Come here. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Arf! Did you start?
start in the theater or in improv or how did you, what was your thing in high school? Music? Yeah, I, I was, I was in a hip hop group in high school called what? Instruments of Intelligence with oh my friends, my Dave and Robert. And so I, I got really into like underground hip hop and we were kind of mm. positioning some ourselves. some of your song titles? Did you hear like some of your best song titles? Well, the album was Represent Difference was the name of the album. <laughs> I like um, it. Represent see, Difference. Paradise was a song. We're Back was the name of a song. <laughs> but like our whole thing was just kind of talking about how underground we were and how conscious we were. And uh, <laughs> are you underground if you have to reference that you're underground? That's really I, don't, I think I think I was yeah. really just being 16 years old. It was yeah, yeah. Uh, right. it's pretty cringeworthy now listening to it. I was in a band in high school called Radical Faction. And oh. so I think we had a similar kind of attempt to be the sex pistols of Encino, California. And, I didn't know uh, there was a band before your other one entitled Christopher Robin. In college, yeah, that was my wow. second one. Yeah, Man, yeah, based very... on the classic Winnie the Pooh character. Mm. Of course. Who, w- the lead singer was my girlfriend at the time, Ildi Modrovich, who now runs the show Lucifer on Netflix, by the way. So she, what's up? What's up, Ildi? She's doing great. I know, right? Well, no, she's not my <laughs> girlfriend anymore, nor have I been on <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> so I'm not bragging. <laughs> she's doing great. Man, that was a flex. <laughs> not really. That was a bow flex. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I feel like you were one of the the the, the four you know the founding fathers of like the YouTube. Trailblazers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like how did you what how did you come up with that character, the genius character of the man on the street? And were you ever in fear of your life? Is really yeah. my question. Because well, I revisited, by the way, Kyle, I revisited some of those YouTube videos and showed them to my 13-year-old, and she couldn't believe the questions that you were asking people on the street at the at the Lakers championship parade in 2009, Miami Heat championship parade. You were on the field at Candlestick, the old Candlestick in San Francisco. I mean, what? how did you come up with that that idea, that character? Well, that, you're saying very sweet things, Kevin. And I, I do really appreciate it. Oh, that's, um, that's amazing. Kevin has a sweet side. <laughs> Dave McCary is the person who I, is a person I grew up with, who was also who was in the in Instruments of Intelligence, and right, he right. kind of essentially directed all of the videos we made for the internet. I was in this sketch group called Good Neighbor. Good Neighbor, yeah. Mostly my friends from USC. It was which Beck. I've seen. I saw you at UCB. It was great. That's right. Uh, yeah. So Beck Bennett, who's on SNL with me currently, he was in the group and I did improv with him at college as well as my friend, Nick Rutherford. But yeah, Dave is, is big into sports and sort of was just like, there's this big championship parade. We should go down there and try to shoot something. Not really. This was the, this was the Laker, the first. Yeah. The Lakers was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sort of a, a character I had been sort of doing around the house. We all lived together, which was basically just a dude who doesn't really know anything about sports. (laughs) Uh, and and we kind of just fooled around in it and found something and then i feel like with each video it kind of progressed and the character developed but yeah it is definitely terrifying to some degree and i never ever looked forward to it what made you because i think at that point i that's would, how kyle gas feels it. about this podcast by the way he's terrified that that's he why never... it really struck a chord now when you get into that feeling he hates me by the way i know he's giving me love but he hates the weird me. thing was i liked him before we started the podcast. <laughs> no he hates me yeah 
<laughs> anyway, go All on. Right, I interrupted. Here. Gas. I what gets you through that? Like that uncomfortable going to the dentist, and then, but then knowing that through it there could be some comic gold, and then you feel great. Yeah, there's there's one. There's both the feeling of like at some point during the day, like oh, it feels like oh, this is gonna play or this will work, and so that bring that brings some relief, and that could sometimes make the day a lot easier. But it is a <laughs> it is a lot of like when I was doing, I'm like kind of counting the moments like, okay, we must have enough for a video now. Right, right. And half, the, I mean, half the, the comedy for me was the fact that nobody actually, people, most people didn't want to speak to you, but the, then there, there's also the side of humanity that like, oh, there's a guy with a microphone and a camera. I will kind of contribute. I want yeah. to be on whatever this I is. Part of it. I think overall, most people were warm. I would say like of, if we saw 50 people in a day, there would be like one or two people who would be sketchy, but it was overall pretty nice. I feel like also like there were a decent amount of people who wanted to help me who could see that I was struggling and that was very right. sweet. Yeah, uh, there was like that dude at the Miami one who was like, I'll get you, you in a second. You know, he was the right. other reporter. Oh, Just right. give you one second. <laughs> yeah, that one, I, I, I must've, I, I, I haven't watched them in a while, but that one maybe I did see because I like, I do feel guilty about that. Like, oh, this guy actually is trying to do his job. I'm fully barging in on it. Yeah, but you're just the commitment. And I appreciate that because I know I I would have caved and been like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm just doing a comedy bit. You know, at some point I would have admitted. Well, we were, yeah. Well, I, first of all, we we do it for you, Kevin. And uh, <laughs> What the? <laughs> Thank Wait, you. I've got- And, my, my and now my daughter. And now my 13-year-old daughter. I have to give my comedy testimonial. The first time. I came, you came into my transom was Todd in uh, Inside SoCal, SoCal. Quick Hit. And then it became the thing. We watched uh, my band, uh, my band mates and I, we must have watched it 50 times. And You're saying on the tour part. bus, you would pop on the inside? I think it was at the rehearsal space, but it just became the thing. Oh. It was just, there were so many layers and it was just, it was just a masterpiece. Is oh, there any story sweet. behind that or? Just that. I'm from San Diego and those are the essentially are the kind dudes. of the dudes who are sure. there and who I'm friends with. And like, I, I'm obsessed with, I feel like when we started doing those, which I don't know what year that was, I was, I imagine 2010 or something like that, but there wasn't a ton of representation. I don't want to speak on representation, but the right. SoCal bro was not yeah. seen within like the culture that, that I recall. It seemed totally fresh. Yeah. And, yeah. and totally authentic. And, and you knew that that person was, knew yeah knew the uh, the culture for sure yeah i feel like the jersey bro is definitely pretty prominent but uh but yeah i love <laughs> like seeing d dudes like that they're one they look they like dress and act like the dudes i went to middle school with but in 1997 but are still dressing and acting like that today the style hasn't mm -hmm. changed at all really um and getting them to talk about anything serious is always i think pretty fun yeah him trying to struggle with his feelings and really not understanding how <laughs> how to come to grips with them it was such a plea for help the uh the truth was played so well it was great oh thank you yeah I love it. did you uh, when you auditioned for for the show for snl was that one of the did you bring that to the uh the audition did Todd make it to the audition i've got to remember he you know i auditioned twice i feel like yeah. he definitely made one maybe the first round i feel like the second round i tried to broaden things up or like maybe I didn't go as niche in some way or another or another mm -hmm. though we ended yeah. up getting that 
we did a couple SoCal videos for the show. So it was sure on the show, which was cool. Did you audition for the show while we were doing Hello Ladies? Or was it right after? It was before and it was essentially like, I auditioned, I think the summer 2012. And then by the time we wrapped, the show had expressed interest essentially in like our group and potentially like kind of bringing us over to do videos and stuff. So I, I auditioned then. Did the, anyone the, say we want you to be the new Lonely Island? I was just going to say that. Like, that you, I don't, yeah, nobody ever they said those that words to me directly, <laughs> and I'm glad they didn't because there's that's too intimidating. No. But yeah, and and that's kind of how we started at the show. I feel like sort of trying to live in the video realm. But yeah, I I would nobody wants to be in the shadows of Lonely Island. I feel like was Sandberg still on? No, when did he leave the show? Around that we, time, I, I kind of came on right at the. In a transitional year, uh, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. the year before Bill Hader, Fred Armisen, Jason Sudeikis had left. And then the year prior, I think Andy um, and maybe Kristen had left. I'm not, I'm not even totally sure. I mean, it's still, it's always exciting in its own way. And it's always the one take nature of it is crazy, you know? And like, yeah. And do you like that? Is that something that appeals or do you more, um, you know, because you, you work in both? both around I can I I maybe it's in a best case scenario I'd have like another try sometimes right (laughs) but I do like that like it is such a distinct muscle and something that I don't think if the show didn't exist I don't see any other world where I'd be practicing it you know what I mean (laughs) yeah where would you need that well I mean a little bit with good neighbor I mean that's ostensible oh sure yeah but yeah sure known people over the years in and around the show and it seems well, like- yeah how many times have you guys played on the show gas the first yeah, time we were on i think i told us we we took uh beta blockers we were so freaked out oh wow we, we were like yeah whatever what does that feel like when you take those it really was relaxing it slows down your heart rate so it's but it didn't affect your plan it didn't affect your <clears throat> no i felt fine i was like oh yeah okay now we're just like I, mean, I don't know if you guys experience this as performers but it is that weird thing of like it hits you at different times you know what i mean and like you never know when it's gonna hit you and sometimes <laughs> when wave. you think it would it doesn't and vice versa when like you have I feel like sometimes when you have like a single line in the show is when it's the toughest. You know, yes. That's the hardest, isn't it? I felt that way a yeah. lot, even on going to go back to Hello Ladies a lot, because I feel like my character had, I kind of would pop in with like a one liner, bleep blop. Can I try to, yeah, can I massage it a little bit? And I remember making Steven laugh the most when I would just, and you did this as well, like respond to something he was doing with a, oh yeah, oh, that's right, or whatever, because it's like we're listening. And that's that how I can imagine. Character for you on that show by the way i loved that that was such a that was a awesome. funny turn of that that type of character you know oh thank you yeah that was truly special and like i had never that was the first time me doing anything in that like that yeah. big or like being you know what i mean yeah not, not performance wise but like to have a platform like that was was truly special and like pretty crazy had Steven seen the man on the street stuff or it was just a straight audition and then yeah i think yeah 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 uh and, um, but then I audited, you know, it was one of the, that was, I feel like when I was making those videos and trying to work as an actor, there was like a turn that happened at some point where it's like, you walk into a commercial audition and you're just anybody else. But then at some point it's like, oh, this person's seen a video I made or something like that. and just made right. the whole process so much 
more helpful, you know, and easier for me. Kyle, I got a question for you. Yes. Are you looking for shoes? Oh, I love shoes. Sure. More specifically, are you looking for a fresh pair of sneakers? Kicks. Well, I like sneakers, yeah. uh, but I'm kind of into the vintage, retro, classic designs. Really rare sneakers. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a thing. Mm, well, I know where you can find them. What? eBay. What? <laughs> eBay? That's right. eBay, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, you can find the exact shoe you're looking for at ebay.com slash sneakers today. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators will verify the box, the logo, the stitching, and dozens of other inspection points as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you, Kyle Gass, have been eyeing. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. Give us a little jingle jangle for eBay. eBay, they're coming through. Get your shoes for you. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Dude, that was our first ad. <laughs> All right, now I know we got it. Oh, yeah. Now back to the show. Did we do it? I like. I still. I like YouTube videos. I feel like <laughs> they they're <are>. good. <laughs> of but, course, uh, watch anything you want. And by the way, that's the only place we can see the cut for time uh, classic yeah. Kyle Mooney videos, which I again have to say, not funnier. I mean, I don't know if Lauren's listening to this. He probably is, right? Of course, he is. Let's put those on because uh, oftentimes I feel like those are the best entries into that week's show. How do those get cut for time? Is it really a time issue? You know, it's a it's a mixed bag. Like sometimes it is like it's slotted to play, and it would it's slotted as the last piece in the show. And truly, things stretch out, things run right. longer, and then it won't make it. Um, sometimes too, like it. I feel like there are some pieces that get cut where, like, as with anybody on the show, that you're just pretty frustrated because you feel like that performed well. I feel like it would have been a good addition to the show that, that, that week's show as a whole. Yeah. You're but, talking about a live piece or a pre-recorded both. piece? Yeah, yeah, both, absolutely both. both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I will say though that like some of those that are now online that of mine that didn't make the show, like they didn't necessarily perform well for the studio audience at the dress rehearsal. Like uh, there are times where I feel like it's, pretty justified where it's like well i like it i think people will like it out like who, who find it but it didn't necessarily prove itself to right. to earn a spot on the show though there are times where the opposite is true where like that performed well it also felt like it deserved a spot maybe early in the show like it, it's kind of as with any of these things it's a grab bag and you kind of never know there's well, no- like kyle and friends for instance the, the piece that you just posted right you know i thought that was timely it was funny it kind of plays to your vulnerability that you that you lean into so well which i think a lot of the players on the show don't that's not their thing that desperation to be like but for instance did you know that was going to be cut yeah that played pretty well uh yeah, it's funny yeah thank you um yeah that was one i think it was one of those scenarios where that was slotted at the very end of the show and didn't make it along. yeah 
and maybe like, you get more views because it's a cut for time. You know what I mean? More yeah, people see it. I don't, I can't tell. I mean, like, I, I also wonder if like, there's, you know, a thought that like, Oh, you know, there is an audience out there to watch this stuff. So like with some things that are on the show and that get cut, you might never see them be it live or video because like either maybe the topical nature of it doesn't yeah. make sense. Or like maybe it's done in some sort of sloppy way that people, they, they don't want to show it. But I think there is also maybe, I don't want to say an assumption, but like the thought that like, Oh, well this, this has a place to live. If, if, you know, worst case scenario, a, gr- a place where you're going to get a lot of honest feedback, you know, and viewership, the old YouTube. Yeah. I don't, I, 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 I could tell you nothing about feedback cause I've haven't read a, a YouTube comment. And in... was that a sort of a conscious journey not to, read them or did you, one time did you read them? And then... Yeah. I mean, like I would definitely read them when I was make actively making videos prior to the show. And right. it was just that thing where like, you feel too good or too low depending on, well, there would be like um, so many nice things said, like truly right. it would be, it would feel like 200 nice things to one negative thing <laughs> that could be as vague or as broad as possible, but it sure. just hit me in such a specific place and feels yeah. so real. All right. But that being said, where, where would you, where do you, where do you like to get any sort of feedback or is it just all like a personal muse and whatever floats your own boat? You're saying that works. Yeah. I think that like, if, you know, friends reach out, persons I've worked with. I mean, every now and again, you you can tell when like a piece feels like yeah. it, it performed in a way that you would, you would hope. I, I feel like I get an idea of like, oh, this one is making some sort of noise or doing something. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? or, yeah. Did you ever yeah, add I thought, this I line out into to one you. of your um, uh, uh, sketches? Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it in there. I just, I as know, an homage. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, great. That's uh, cool. My Rudolph question next free. week. That's I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch that. So the other sketches that I I just wanted to just say really hit home for me were the high school feet are all the high school theater sketches because I was in drama in high school and you were. <laughs> No way. <laughs> yes. But the commitment to those shows, I mean, who who were the writers on the on that on those sketches? Those were Chris Kelly, Sarah Schneider, who were formerly head writers, and I want to say potentially AD and Kate McKinnon, AD Brian and Kate McKinnon were also on those. Yeah, those were always fun to do. Yeah. And I feel like everybody I, I did like a minimum, I did like I guess my junior year and senior year of high school, I did drama but i feel like mostly everybody else is deeper into it um and i so i have things to pull from but i feel like like beck for instance was his thing he is constantly still claiming and bragging about is his performances jean valjean and les miserables (laughs) probably i get maybe his senior year i don't know i'm sure he was great yeah he seems like a jean i've seen video he was good he was good (laughs) Video doesn't always translate plays. in theater. Always theater video, yeah, it's always good. Uh, but yeah, the, I, those were always fun. I agree. Yeah. Is there is there a, a time you know like a something that you've written that you feel like God, I wish I had made it on, or like I wish we could get this idea on because your stuff's always you know comes from the alternative comedy. Yeah, I mean, there's like certainly pieces 
I'm there's a piece for instance that I, I probably brought to the table read like you know three or four separate seasons that like I that I, I was really into doing um that was a video piece and it would always play pretty well I don't but I maybe it was just there were too many locations or something like that that I just didn't yeah. What is the idea? makes sense to take the risk on like something that could just play like, ah, eh, that's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but now I feel like I'm going to try to make that separately from the show. So there, I mean, the, the idea has become less and less precious over years where like, certainly there are things that I wish that were made, but I can't even recall one right now that like sticks in my brain as like, it, I, I have to do that. Did you think you'd do the show this long? And what do you think, is your ideal gig after this, after SNL? I don't know. Jean Valjean going into it in terms of like, like length. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I maybe I, I mean, like eight years feels like a, a lot, and I feel like seven is maybe pretty typical. Um, but at this point, it's like it's a really good job. Like, I you're, right, right, you're and, killing it. Yeah, oh, that's thank you. But I just like have something to do i mean <laughs> right um but yeah uh in terms of outside i mean I, I i i'm excited to do so many things we i made a movie i co-wrote and acted in a movie a couple years ago called brigsby bear and brigsby bear really yeah. exciting kevin and i just both watched it for research we did some oh, research all right we were waiting we were <laughs> We were waiting to pull the car, the Brigsby. I have some questions about it, but I do, I want to let okay. You well, I want to thank you guys for watching. Uh, that means a lot to me, of course. Yes, and my dear, dear friend Faith, who uh wanted me to tell you specifically how much they love the show, tears at the end, uh, the movie, excuse me. And so, I'm passing on that compliment. Oh, well, thank you, Faith. Has done tears, it's great. Tears, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a very beautiful movie, man. You know, they oh, said, thanks. Make them laugh. Make <laughs> well it was funny but it, it, it was also surprisingly yeah it was a, gut, that was a punching an awesome experience we shot it in utah like provo or down the south there pretty much around salt lake around uh, salt lake and it was like a it was an ideal scenario where we were just stuck there for like a month and did kind you of see any mormons it. did you meet any mormons <laughs> i'm i, I yes yeah. though i don't <laughs> know that what they, were they like I, Anybody claim themselves as that? Well, I, they don't drink coffee. I, d I did a movie in Utah and I showed up in the morning and I was like, hey, did could you grab me a coffee? And I, oh, we don't have, but there's a Starbucks like 20 minutes away. I was like, all right, I'll see you in 40 minutes. You know, because you got to <laughs> bring the, that's all I need is coffee. I'll be fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, at the time they had very, I don't know if it's the same now, but specific alcohol laws. So like they needed right. to, prepare the booze like behind a curtain or something like that. They can't right. make a drink for you in front of you. Was that hard oh. to work without alcohol? Kyle? Um, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I'm drunk right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> and you're hilarious. Wait, so I noticed you have a fascination with 80s television nostalgia. Even in those videos, you kind of pop in images of, 80s icons the the man on the street interviews and then i i understand you collect vhs tapes i read uh which i did not know from that era and then this movie is steeped in kind of 80s television nostalgia which made me think of my childhood the 70s davy and goliath sigmund and the sea monster 
Land of the Lost, which left this like searing imprint, good and kind of scary in my in my brain. So what is it about that era of television that you kind of keep circling around? It's interesting to me. Yeah, I think probably the same thing that you're referring to. It just like made such an impression. Somebody recently, maybe as a family member, said this to me, like, is the reason you're so obsessed with that stuff and like churning out material that's referencing it because like your parents divorced in like the early 90s or something like that. And that's like the last moment that you were like fully carefree or something like it could have some sort of deep psychological thing associated with it. But I don't I just like, yeah, that stuff is all very comforting to me. Mm. Did you see the cable guy, Kyle? I did see the cable guy. Yes. Well, do you Great. remember the character was obsessed with television? Obsessed with TV. Yeah. As, as many of us are. How old were you when your parents split? Uh, I think they separated when I was probably, I, I feel like I could in like third grade, but hmm. it took a while for the whole thing to finalize. I feel like it wasn't fully done until I was in high school. So maybe wow. those shows were like a place of solace. But it was weird. Like I was like, I had this weird thing where like, so I, I, I was born in 84 and I've got two older brothers and I've always been nostalgic specifically for that period, like mid eighties into the early nineties. But even as a, like a two, like a three or four year old, I was playing with my brother's toys, which would be like star Wars figures or Thundercats or whatever. I, I, it was like weird that I was like already obsessed with like even a couple years prior to mm. my birth, even as a child. So I guess I don't, something about that imagery or something really struck me. I think me. there's been scientific evidence that a lot of times we're overly interested in when we were born, stuff that was after. Sure. I'm sure that this is very commonplace. <laughs> that I'm not some well, sort of freaking anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, especially, yeah, going into the the biz and stuff. I mean, all the yeah. shows just like become part of our DNA. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't escape it, you know, which is what I found so fascinating about the movie was <laughs> this weird kind of, you know, he must finish this film <laughs> that his abductors uh, ostensibly <laughs> forced into his brain. It's like, wait, that is a mind blowing concept to me. And I, Faith said something interesting to me that they were so happy that you, that no one was mean to you when you kind of came out of this. There was that, I felt, we felt like the movie was potentially going to go in that direction, but this character was loved and supported, in a, in, but you didn't quite return it, although you had a, a real deep vulnerability, but you were also traumatized. It was really well played, man. You 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 kind of had a lot going on. No, thanks, know? buddy. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like I've heard people mention that idea that they were that even just generally speaking, they liked that it was or surprised that it was just uh, ple a pleasant, more of a pleasant feeling and like good natured or something like that. Yeah. Well, even Matt Walsh, I mentioned to Kyle. I said, you know, Matt was really good. Matt's a very funny guy, but he just really, he he just played it very sweet and straightforward and endearing. I, I thought he did a great job. And uh, Mark Hamill, the great Mark Hamill. Matt How was, was great. It? I heard him on, on your podcast. That was a great episode, guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What was it like working with Mark, with Hamill? Awesome. I mean, like, 
that that character was pretty tough to cast and like was the whole like producing an indie film was obviously was something i had never done and or making one and and uh yeah it's a lot of work it was fascinating like kind of seeing how what the process is it feels like casting is obviously casting is important to everything but like it, it means a lot in terms of like to keep the financiers happy and to find to fill spots that just make sense for the movie to play and so that it'll play like domestically and internationally so you pandered really you just absolutely yeah something that people would see and you wanted to like but but that felt like a role where it's like oh we should get somebody cool and specific and interesting and and it was tough also because there's this component of the character voices brigsby bear or like kind of is producing the fake tv show brigsby bear and also voicing the character so like we had to think of try to find somebody who could in theory voice act or like kind of create this cartoony bearish character. And it took a while, but we finally like somehow the idea came from Mark and uh, he's perfect for it. I think. Yeah. I thought of that immediately. I thought, Oh, of course, because Mark's had such a, you know, successful voice over career. I was like, Oh yeah, now I see why. And he was really good too. I mean, he, he played that. I did not see that turn coming of, you know, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, that's great. I mean, that's the yeah. hope that's ideal way of seeing the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I feel like there's a, isn't there like a, there's a period of time if you haven't seen the movie, it doesn't count as a spoiler. It's been two years. I feel like there's still a lot of people who haven't seen the movie. Okay. You know what? Yeah, way if to you go, haven't Kevin. seen it. Good night. Double B, <laughs> Brigsby Bear. You can, no, you can spoil You Absolutely. You can spoil it. It's available on Amazon. Hulu. Actually, I think. It's not available on any of those. We rented it. So you're welcome. Three ninety nine. Yeah. It's re- how did you see it? On Amazon or iTunes? Or- rented it on Amazon, yes. Yeah. Amazon Prime for uh three ninety nine. I will I'll get you I'll get you back. <laughs> You'll hook nice. me up. <laughs> so what do you you said you were working on can you say we're doing an animated project? What are you doing out here? What are you yeah, I don't know what I I I don't know. Like this is feels you're not allowed to say. Well, I'm right now what I'm trying to say is that like I don't know why persons like me ever feel like that they have to be mysterious, you know what I mean? It's like a weird. Yeah. I don't know that nobody's ever told me like don't say anything about that. I guess it just hasn't been formally announced. So that for some reason I get You're erring on the side of caution. But yeah, right now working on like a, a thing that's animated and live action and um Roger Rabbit 2. Wait a minute. Roger Rabbit movie. Hold on. Wait a minute. Is there already a sequel? Well, that, there was Tummy Trouble, I think it was called, which was like a short film that was maybe played before Honey, I Shrunk the Kids after. Mm. Or maybe it was on the VHS for Honey, I Shrunk Didn't the Kids. Didn't see either. Uh, <laughs> but no, I don't think there's... If any- anyone would know, it would be <laughs> Kyle Mooney uh, referencing a movie sure. from that era. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's... I feel like we'll be talking about it very soon. So it'll become obvious to anyone who's interested. But did you know that Kevin was up for Ant Man? I don't know if you were aware of that. I didn't know that. I was cast in Ant Man. I was cast. Uh, I have one other question before you go. Eli, my daughter, wanted to know if you will be returning as Baby Yoda. And she also wanted to know how long it took to do the makeup as Grogu. Great great questions, Eli. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, we only so have fun. six more episodes of, oh. of this season, but I would like to definitely do Baby Yoda again. I'm putting uh, it out there in the world, you know, as they say, put it out in the yeah. 
Um, how long does it take? Probably like, I think, well, it's, it's somewhat dependent sometimes the like heavy makeup effects stuff, because like, if you're in multiple things yeah. in that episode, it feels like they can do it super fast, but if yeah. they have time, yeah. they take their <laughs> yeah, they time. They'll take as much time as they have. Interesting. So yeah. like, I think in that episode, I think that might've been the only thing I was in. So I probably, you know, it's probably like, but they're all, the, the makeup team is so awesome and so fast and so good at what they do. It was probably like, I, I would imagine 20 minutes of. Oh, wow. It was great. Now the after parties for us. I was going to say, do you miss the parties? I was just going to say. And then they always have the after, after party. But I have to ask you, have you been to the after, after, after party? Have you ever attended one of those? And what was it? Was it just, was it just cocaine with Dan Aykroyd at that point? (laughs) Um, The closest thing would be, yeah, I feel like as the years have progressed, I've like every year lost an after, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs) No, no. You start off. older. The party. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it would be like my first year. It was definitely always the after party, then the after after, which would typically be at like a bar that was rented out. Um, and then I would say that the after 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 would be like somebody's apartment, like coming over to my apartment and like smoking <laughs> yeah. hookah or something like that. Sure. <laughs> now, did you when you first kissed Lauren's ring at the after party, <laughs> what was that like? You just walked over like. It was casual. And- I think the first show I spoke to him because I got that Bruce on like on on the show and uh, he said something to the effect of like, um, good job, good job, Kurt. I knew it was yeah, coming. It was, sort, it was sort of like, you know, um, they're not always going to be, they're not always going to be wins or something oh. like that. Sometimes you're good and sometimes you're not. But They're not always going to be wins. It was pretty much in that realm. But he was he was very sweet. Uh, Lauren is very funny too. Like I, I don't know that everybody he's gets to boss. see that, but he's super clever and witty. And when you're still working on the show, he's the best boss. <laughs> well, God, I mean, he's had he's had the longest yeah. aside from The Simpsons. Oh no, longer than The Simpsons. What am I talking about? television show on the air right well he had the great one where he went off for a while and let dick in the 80s yeah take over and then it just tanked and was, i'll come back and then i'll shave her <laughs> that television. good work Clark. Yeah. look at the smug you get for being on the show though that's real gold of course it is gold leaf you know <laughs> How has the how has it been working during this surreal year? I thought you guys handled the remote shows really well. I mean, that's a, that was a challenge. Yeah, last year, the end of last year. Right, right. Um, last season. I mean, last season. As with all this stuff, it's all been a surprise to us as to everybody else in terms of I I, I didn't know what the future of the show was going to be. It probably took about a couple weeks to like at least a week to learn that oh we're going to try to do these at home shows. And that was cool. There was like a, a learning curve of like now everybody's kind of producing their own material and they sent us, you know, like lighting kits. And, oh, wow. Uh, it was cool. I, I, sent, mean, I, I sent Kyle Gass one of those. I was going to say, can I get one of those lighting kits? Is there <laughs> you, lighting kit. you need oh, it. For sure. <laughs> so they, so, but that's actually kind of in your wheelhouse, you know, you Yeah. So yeah, I think that content. Like, yeah, for somebody like me, it was, it was nice because I, yeah, I, I love making stuff and it was something I had obviously done before. And those were fun. They were cool. It was, I don't know. I hate surreal, like everything else. Um, <laughs> fucking crazy upside down world, man. Um, and then coming back to the show again, it's just like, 
having no idea of what it would be really how, what type of how many people would be in the audience like what we could get away what we could do or couldn't do what how like protocols would affect the making of things and the most surprising thing yes i think there's definitely a component of like we can't all be on like the 17th floor on tuesdays pitching ideas to each other and hanging out which like so many uh so many seeds of things come from truly us just riffing or like passing somebody in the hallway and doing a dumb bit. There's none of that. We're all basically at our homes writing and zooming or, you know, talking on the phone to pitch stuff. So some of that spontaneity is, is lost. Um, with that being said, like the hours are way better this year. Like we're not coming in at like three or four in the afternoon and staying till, six or seven in the morning, you know, people are getting started at 10 AM when they can't, you know, like, yeah, uh, it's a little more practical in those ways. And, and yeah, there's no after parties or anything like that. Um, but I think the most surprising thing has just been, it's, I feel like we've pretty much done the show. Like, it's like, I'm kind of surprised that it's not far off from what we were doing pre pandemic in terms of what it looks like on screen. Yeah, the set pieces are huge still. You know what yeah. I mean? I was noticing that. And just like the the machinations of the show is like, how are they doing yeah. that during COVID? I guess the smart thing the show does is that it like, we do these, this year, I guess one major difference was this year we're doing kind of longer runs of shows. So at the beginning of the year, we did six shows leading into the election. We just came out of five, a run of five shows typically like you don't do more than three shows in a row. So there's something to be said about it's certainly it's, it's been incredibly exhausting working so many shows, but there's less of a margin of error in terms of like people coming and going and flying to LA or doing stand up in Boston or whatever. We're in New York for a, 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 a you know, a specific, a lot of amount of time. You're in your SNL pod, you're in yeah. your pod, you know? So you got six coming up and then we're done. We d- we just got, uh, yeah, six coming up. Yes, yeah, yeah. We got three three on, three off, three on, in case anybody wants to know when my hiatus is, yeah. <laughs> Steven we Spielberg, are you listening? Steven Spielberg. Mm. I got three weeks, Mr. Spielberg. Three weeks. Before we go, can you ask Lauren if Kyle Gass can play Biden now that we don't really have a solid Biden every week? Gas, what do you think? I don't recall doing Biden. Well, I was hoping that maybe you could come. Oh, up. that was that was your teeing me up for the improv. <laughs> <laughs> you show me, give me a little, uh, give me a little. Uh, no, that's a tough one to do. Got, Alex Moffat is he? He did it most recently. I feel like he might be coming back. He'll is be he cornered coming back to do it. But yeah. Kyle, I'm. I always like Sudeikis, though. I'm willing to make you a part of the show, however you'd like. You can stay with me. What? <laughs> this is incredible. Are they even going to know which Kyle it is, though? I mean, are they going to? I don't. Think, I, I don't think they will. Uh, go hair and makeup. Uh, I will play your father, Kyle. I guess I didn't. I, I now you're for, going now, to be funny someday. Now that you guys have had the opportunity to ask the questions, well, I, I didn't. I am curious, Kyle. Yes, sir. How many Kyles do you know? I feel like you might be the, the we didn't get this. I was the only Kyle growing up in my little world for a long time. There was wow. only Kyle wrote junior with some uh, uh, obscure soccer player. And uh, yeah, there was nobody. And then all of a sudden 
somebody it wasn't me but somebody it just uh, the parents all got together yeah was a i think you were probably the, one of if not the first kyle I, I i knew of in popular culture i guess the south park kyle yeah yeah and i probably oh, yeah. didn't know who kyle mclaughlin was till a little after the fact yeah. Twin Peaks. Well, that's right in your milieu, the, no, uh, the was, '80s television. It is, but um, yeah, I feel like I was busy watching Tiny Toons. So. <laughs> Should we uh, establish an online community? I guess of Kyle's is the, <laughs> is the last question that we have for you today, Kyle. Uh, yeah, I, let me look up what Kyle.com is. Kyle, yeah, that's going to be a God. If we could own that. It Are you going to be? No one's my only question is: Will you be bringing back your Howie Mandel impersonation? Oh wow. man! Everybody, everybody keeps asking me: When is Howie coming back? <laughs> that's, uh, a good, yeah. that's a good one. <laughs> who's uh, your? Is that your favorite, or is it? Is it Rand Paul? Who? Your, who's your favorite guy to, guy uh, to do? Yeah, I've, um, I don't know when I can bring Howie back, but truly, <laughs> some of these. I, that was a fun one, though. I don't certainly. I've never done a Howie Mandel before, and he's a lovely person uh oh come but that, that's a scenario where like you're written like hey you're gonna be playing howie in this okay you know what i mean <laughs> you don't have not, a choice yeah. yeah don't think don't think about it too much i heard eddie murphy being interviewed and he was telling arsenio hall's like i'm not i don't know how to do when they did the original <laughs> uh you know coming to america he's like i don't know how to do impressions he's like oh, when they get rick baker in there puts on the thing and the thing and then <laughs> Just say the lines, you'll be fine. Uh, from the outside in. <laughs> also, I will say, Kyle. You guys should check out Kyle.com. It's uh, what? Who's there? Who got it? It's just a dude with a laptop. To oh, be honest, is the only thing that's oh, on Kyle.com, and I, oh, I'm man. assuming that's Kyle. You know what? We can um, we can muscle him out. We can buy that. Oh, that dude right there, Kyle. Oh yeah, look at that guy. What? Oh man, he looks like he's from San Diego. Is he <laughs> like, uh, he's the first. He's the second friend on Friendster. <laughs> I like that one of the one of the links on Kyle.com is change your name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's Uh, I don't think maybe Uh, there's a Kyle.org. Should we look at that? Kyle.org. All right, we could we could go down this rabbit hole forever. We did it. Well, should we? uh, You gonna play? You gonna play them out, Gas? Play them out. Uh, Do you have a request? Kyle Mooney, do you have a request? Do you have a request? Kyle can play anything. Kyle, could you freestyle some, some oh, rap? Oh gosh, rap? I actually feel very. I, I'm not going to freestyle, but I'll, I'll sing. All right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's time for me to go. Leave the show. I gotta go. And don't get me wrong. But I'll see you on Kyle.com. That's Kyle.com. Thanks, dude. We love you. Thanks, everybody, for coming to. Did we do it? Did we do it? Kyle and Kevin gonna shoot the shit. Good night, everybody.
Please like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe. It will really help me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.